This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Yes, it is time for what I learned this week on TikTok. You might be asking yourself, what the heck is what I learned this week on TikTok? Well, it's a little segment we do. I, as a 52-year-old man, spend way too much time on that TikTok app, but it's because I learned so much. And Oh, my God, did I learn stuff this week. I know more stuff about submarines and the Titanic site and all these. Oh, my. And it's amazing how many people on TikTok, they've got all the time in the free world, but they know so much. They got all the answers to every single thing, but yet they're spending their time on that TikTok app, much like myself. So I, as a 52-year-old man, spend way too much time watching those videos, but because I learn generally entertaining but completely useless information. So what I've done is I take what I learn and we formulate this little segment where I'll give some airtime to the people working on the show. Today it's Harvey and Chantel. And I will ask them, I'll give them four pieces of information, three of which are made up, one of which is something I actually learned this week on TikTok. So Harvey and Chantel, Harvey's back for a second week in a row. Despite his uh, his best efforts to get out of this show, yeah, he wants to be my, working with Dan in the mornings. I guess my he better has to judgment. Stick around. Yeah. Yep. Are you going first today, there, my friend, or I'll is it going to be Chantel? Ladies I'll first, go. or uh... I'm going first here. Oh, age before beauty. Okay. Uh, all right. First up, let's see what we got here for you. All right, here we go. Number one, ambassadors from Slovenia and Slovakia have regularly scheduled meetings to exchange misaddressed mail. Number two, tennis legend Boris Becker created the popped collar trend as a way to battle a sunburned neck. Number three, Joseph Stalin hatched a plot to kill John Wayne. Or number four, the inspiration for the Oompa Loompas and Willy Wonka came from the Sultan Ibrahim I who was obsessed with dwarves and set up an army of them who would dance to humor him when bad news was delivered. So again, to recap, they're a little wordy. Number one, ambassadors from Slovenia and Slovakia have regularly scheduled meetings to exchange misaddressed mail. Number two, tennis legend Boris Becker helped create uh, the popped collar trend as a way to battle a sunburned neck. Number three, Joseph Stalin hatched a plot to kill John Wayne. Or number four, the inspiration for the Oompa Loompas and Willy Wonka came from Sultan Ibrahim I, who was obsessed with dwarfs and set up an army of them who would dance to humor him when bad news was delivered. Goodness. Are you happy you went first now? Yeah, I'll take you. I mean, there's pressure on me. I went over last week. Let me see here. Slovakia, Slovenia. Now, again, this segment, we, we play with the honor system. We're not looking things up. We're, we're putting our computers away for the time. I know that's not always the case on all the shows, but, you know. Chantel that's the only can, thing I ask. Chantel can see me. I've X'd out okay. everything here. All right. But you could be, t- I don't know. You're, you could be teaming up over there. I, I, I can't see. We're not. Okay. I, I, t- I take Chantel's word for it. Oh, man. You know, I'll ju- I will go with Joseph Stalin. Joseph Stalin on a plot to kill John Wayne. Yeah. I like this one for All now. All right, you lock you gonna lock it in? It's locked in. And that is correct, yes. 
Joseph Stalin actually had a plan to uh, kill John Wayne, was very uh, anti-communist, and uh, Joseph Stalin was very pro-communist. Yes. So there you go. In your face, Gordon. In your face, Gordon. I don't feel good about it. I got to be honest. I don't feel good about it at all. All right, Chantel, I'm taking your word. Yeah. Uh, all right, here we go. Number one, a humpback whale was found in the middle of the Amazon forest. Number two, actor Jack Black and musician Jack White are third cousins. Number three, despite not living long enough to see the Internet's creation, artist Andy Warhol has a continuous live stream from his grave. Or number four, while the saying, a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is putting on its shoes, is usually credited to Mark Twain, it was actually Ann Landers who used it first. So to recap again, number one, humpback whale was found in the middle of the Amazon forest. Number two, actor Jack Black and musician Jack White are actually third cousins. Number three, despite not living long enough to see the creation of the internet, artist Andy Warhol has a continuous live stream from his grave. Or number four, while the saying a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is putting on its shoes is usually credited to Mark Twain. It was actually Ann Landers who used it first. Okay, so I haven't been here in a while. Yes. So I'm a little rusty. And okay. I can already see how this is going to go. All right. All right. So Jack Black and Jack White, I, <laughs> I don't think they're related. That would okay. be really funny, though. That would be really funny. Yeah. Um, a whale found in the Amazon. You know, nowadays, I wouldn't really put it past a whale being found in the Amazon. But okay, okay. Actually, I think I'm going to go with that one. I was going to okay. go with another one, but I think I'm going to go with that one. Right, you going to lock it in? Yes, I'm going to lock it in. Yes, yeah, Seattle, something, something's going on here. There's no way that you two are two for two on this thing. We're just really smart. No, but see, that's the thing. You're not. No, nobody's smart. You, nobody knows these that things. You're just correct. guessing correctly. I don't. I don't. Uh, something stinks. Something stinks in Denmark. I don't know if it's uh, Harvey not watching movies. I don't know if it's the fact that I'm uh, criticizing other shows and Harvey doesn't like that. All right, we got one more. Uh, all right, this one we're gonna flip it because I don't like the way this is going. So this one, it's going to be three truths and one lie. you got to spot the lie. And you can team up for this one. Are we... Are we, uh, are we, are we Sounds good to me. we got our fingers ready to type away here. I get no, the feeling we're not, something's, we're going, not something's going on. Something stinks in Denmark. <laughs> typing I can away, tell you huh? that right now. What is this? Stump Rothenberg accusing us of typing? Well, you said it, not me. Uh, all right, here we go. Number one, there is a Roblox moderator that makes more money than LeBron James does from the Lakers this season. Number two, airplane toilets use a vacuum system that can carry objects, objects, air quotes, up to 300 miles per hour. Number three, in 2019, Arby's created a turkey-flavored carrot called a marrot to fight against the plant-based fast food craze at the time. Or number four, Van Gogh painted Starry Night, I think his most famous painting, from inside a mental asylum. So again, number uh, the four of them are, number one, there is a Roblox moderator that makes more money than LeBron James does from the Lakers this season. Number two, airplane toilets use a vacuum system that can carry things, objects, quote unquote, up to 300 miles per hour. Number three, in 2019, Arby's created a turkey-flavored carrot called a marrot 
to fight against the plant-based fast food craze at the time. Or number four, Van Gogh painted Starry Night while looking from a mental asylum. Okay, so um, we deliberated, and mm-hmm. I don't think we have the same answers. Okay. Um, a merit is hilarious. Mm. I kind of hope that's real, but I'm going to go with that the Roblox person makes more than LeBron James. Okay, again, just to be clear, you want uh, you want to pick the fake one here. I want to pick the fake one. three truths and one lie. Oh, wait, okay, so I'm going to go with the Arby's, the merit okay. is fake. Okay, so you think that's the lie. Okay, Harvey? I'm going to go with the airplane carrying uh, quote-unquote objects. 300 miles per hour. Yes. Both locked in? You're both wrong. Yeah, you're you're both wrong. No, there was actually a marrot. Uh, It was a uh, turkey-shaped carrot. Uh, I don't know if they – I think the reviews were so negative, and rightfully so, that they didn't actually put it into uh, production. But, uh, yeah, no, Arby's did uh, do that in 2019. And, yes, airplane toilets – that's why they're so loud, traveling that stuff really fast. So oh, those are both true. So now you're still looking for the one lie, and you're down to the Roblox moderator. Makes more money than uh, LeBron James. Or number four, which is now the only other one left, Van Gogh painted Starry Night from inside a mental asylum. Okay. So we've deliberated again. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Roblox. I think okay. maybe you tried to derail me. From getting it right. I was just pointing out the (laughs) rules of this because it's a different set of rules this time. I didn't try to derail anybody. Yeah, she's got a point. You know, we got two out of two, and all of a sudden you want to flip it. But I'll go with Van Gogh. All right. You lock him in? Well, obviously somebody's correct, and it is Chantel. Yes, that was the lie. The Roblox Roblox moderator is making more than LeBron James. I think makes $42 million from the Lakers this year. No, but Van Gogh did paint a starry night from inside a mental asylum. So there you go. That, my friends, is what I've learned this week on TikTok. And now because of this segment, you have learned it too. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number coming up. We put it off long enough. Let's get into the Knicks. The NBA draft was this week. The Knicks were very quiet, but you know that's not going to be the case for very long. So we'll get into the Knicks offseason plans coming up next. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Decided to let Billy McKinney bat today rather than pinch hitting Josh Donaldson and his 145 average and Billy McKinney with the home run so the Yankees actually with a one nothing they this is it's going perfectly according to plan this is the way the Yankees have to win games their pitching has to be perfect and then they have to scratch across a run somehow some way and that's what they've been able to do so far today so Yankees won Rangers nothing as they move to the fifth inning. Now, the Yankees have just three hits on the day, but Luis Severino has been uh, very good today so far. Four innings, a couple of strikeouts. He has walked a couple of batters, has given up a couple of hits, but so far so good. And the Mets, against all odds, cue Phil Collins, have a 2-1 lead on the uh, Phillies. I don't know. Have they checked to make sure that uh, Max Scherzer is not covered head-to-toe with that uh, rosin? He's been very sharp today. It raises questions. All I know is that when the spider tack stuff came down, 
It was a talking point on every show, weeks on it. Well, you know, clearly Garrett Cole is a product of the spider tack. He can't be successful without the spider tack. But Max Scherzer's come back. He's pitching well today. Maybe he's, uh, check him. You better check him. Check him head to toe. You know how these cheaters are. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Uh, Terry, as I believe it is, in NYC. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this problem. Uh, probably not. Uh, how, how do you pronounce your name? Hello? Yes. Terry. Terry. Sorry about that, Terry. Go ahead, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking about the Mets and the Yankees because I was saying that you're talking about the Mets being so bad. At least they're doing it as a team. The Yankees doing it with one player out and they being so bad. Yeah, but even with the, even with him out, though, they're still ha- they're able to keep their heads above. There's nobody out for the Mets. The Mets have their team together, and they're and they're like out of the race even before the race hits the halfway point. No, I understand what you're saying, but what I'm saying is at least they're doing it as a team, and the Yankees losing with one player. So if that one player wasn't on the team, where would they be at? Yeah, no. Well, look, it, it tells you that it's a it's a bad it's it's bad uh, roster construction. No, absolutely. And thanks for the phone call. No, I, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you that the Yankees have done a good job. And I said for a while now that Aaron Judge covers uh, he covers up a lot of the ills of the rest of the roster. He's great, as great a hitter as he is. But now that he's out, it's not a surprise. It's almost like people are, are, are surprised by the fact that the Yankees are not a good team. They're not. Take a look at the lineup on, on, on a regular basis. It would be nice if the Yankees had everything going all in the right direction, right? The pitching was outstanding. The bullpen was fantastic. And the lineup was just crushing it every single day. But what has changed here, the Yankees pitching has, has been okay and it's held them in games. And their bullpen is, is year in and year out, always a major weapon. The Yankees do an excellent job of developing relievers, and they always seem to have enough bullpen help, even losing guys like um, Loisaga and losing King for a portion of the season earlier this year and losing guys along the way. They always figure that out. Unfortunately, they've not done anything to improve the lineup here for a couple of years, and and you've seen the, the results of that. Now, especially with Judge out, it's going to be the, the path to victory is a, is a very narrow one, very narrow. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. I did want to touch on the Knicks because the offseason is finally here, and since the moment the Knicks were eliminated in the playoffs by the Heat, we've been waiting to find out what's going to happen this offseason. The NBA draft, is something going to happen the night of the draft? Is Zion going to get traded the night of the draft? Are the Knicks going to make a move to get into the first round? Could Obi Toppin be traded by the Knicks at the NBA draft? And the answer to those questions is clear. Or no, no, they <laughs> did not. Uh, but this is the time that I think a lot of Nick fans have been waiting for since getting eliminated. And it feels like every week there has been a new name that gets floated, at least as a possibility for the Knicks, be it, uh, be it Bradley Beal or be it uh, Zion or Zach Levine or Carl Anthony Towns. And the reports this week were Paul George. Reports are that the Clippers have begun uh, gauging interest around the league if they were to move on from Paul George. And the Knicks are said to be one of the teams that has investigated. And, and here's the thing. The major question with the Knicks, even before you get to Paul George or you get to whoever the, the, um, the, the target might be or will be in terms of a superstar kind of player, not that they're going to make improvements. I think they'll make some improvements here or there. But whether or not they pursue 
that superstar kind of player. The question going into this offseason was, the season that they just had, the success that they had, does that make the Knicks more likely or less likely to push for that blockbuster trade this offseason? Do they look at this season and say, okay, well, we lost the Heat. The way we lost the Heat, the Heat got to the NBA Finals. There's a, there's a path with a big-time move where we can make that next jump so that we're not just talking about winning a first-round playoff series, but we're talking about a deep playoff run. Is that where they see themselves? Or do they look at the success that they had this season as a way to, okay, we don't have to push. We've already had success. This actually moves our timeline from where it is right now to we can wait for the right deal to come along. If the Knicks had had the kind of season they had a year ago, it would have been far more pressure. And I think what you've seen already is that this gives them more time. They realize that they can be patient. They don't have to push all in this offseason. Now, maybe it does happen, but there is nothing that has happened so far this offseason, especially even with the names that have been floated out there as possibilities that tell you that this uh, front office is, making, is going all in this offseason. So to get back to the Paul George thing, um, the guys that have been mentioned as possibilities for the Knicks so far, uh, I think on all of them, I have been hard no. I, I did not have interest in Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal for the Knicks, it was not the same kind of deal for who Bradley Beal would be for the Phoenix Suns. For, Fe- for the Phoenix Suns, it's, they're already all in on winning a championship right now. So to give up what they gave up to get Bradley Beal makes sense because they need that other piece. Bradley Beal would not be a superstar, but he's not, be, he's not being asked to be a superstar with the Phoenix Suns either. He's being asked to be a piece. If he had come to the Knicks, he would be asked to be doing a lot more. So I didn't think that that was a fit, given his injury history, given his contract, which is one of the worst in the league. Uh, Zach Levine, that one really has been mentioned a bunch of times, but that one never really seemed to get off the ground. This uh, reports this week that he does not want to be traded to the Knicks even though he doesn't have a no-trade clause, but still doesn't want to go there. Uh, Zion, we've, we've heard that his name could be floated out there by the trade deadline. That one didn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, and then Carl Anthony Towns, that kind of goes back to the beginning of the offseason. Just familiar names that get brought up all the time. For Paul George, I would be out on all those previous ones. Paul George, I wouldn't say that I was a hard pass altogether, but it would not be one that I was jumping at the chance. It would really kind of depend, and I know this is not a sexy uh, uh, avenue to go down, but it would depend on what you're giving up. It depends on how much you're giving up. Those other moves feel like moves where you're swinging for the fences and you're going to have to give up a ton. You're going to have to basically take all the assets that you've put together and include them in a trade. I don't know that that's necessarily the case for Paul George. If it is the type of deal where you have to put everything in the basket to make that kind of move, well, then I would say, no, that's, a, that's another hard pass. I don't think that Paul George, at his age, his injury history, and with his contract, is a move that I'm saying I have to move heaven and earth to bring Paul George in, especially since he could be a free agent next year. And I think, he, what is he, 33 now. Uh, he's played 40, he's averaged about 47 games a year the last four years. That's not a guy that you can rely on. That's about half the games. Now, my threshold is you have to be more reliable than Ben Simmons. That's why I was out on Zion. Zion has played fewer games in the last four years than even Ben Simmons. 
Paul George has played more games than that. He's at 47. Simmons is at 40, but it's not a whole lot more than that. And he's, he's, he's already 33. So it's the type of deal where I can take some – if they're looking to move on from him because they haven't won a playoff series in two years and they see the, the road that they're going down and they have to tear this down because it's not working anymore for the Clippers, okay, fine. If it can be the kind of deal where you're taking pieces on your roster that are uh, a piece here and a piece there, you know, a couple of picks, obviously the Fournier contract to, uh, to make the money work and maybe an Obi Toppin, yeah, I can see that being a possibility. But if I have to start putting a lot more into the pot to get that kind of deal done, I'll say, you know what? I've had my success, and I can wait for the right deal to come along. This is not one that makes or breaks me. And if it's not Paul George, it will be someone else. And you have to be honest. The Knicks have gotten themselves in the spot that they're in because they have done the opposite of what a lot of previous regimes have done. A lot of previous regimes go and try to make the big splashy move right away and it doesn't work and then they end up getting fired. And you have to be honest, if Leon Rose is going in on all these all-in moves that people have shouted they want to see the Knicks make this one or that one and it doesn't work out, those will be all the same people saying, you know what, get this guy out of here. He doesn't know what he's doing. They have gotten into the spot that they're in because they have taken their time. They haven't made the same mistakes that all the previous regimes have made time and time again. And they've kind of built something. And they've, they've actually gotten some production. They've actually established some credibility and some stability, unlike basically all the other people running the show for the last decade. So I don't think that this is an offseason that they have to say for sure. Eventually, that deal will come down. They're not going to use all these draft picks that have stockpiled through the years. And whenever that deal becomes apparent, that's great. Just because you say no now, that allows you to say yes sometime down the road. And so, again, if Paul George, if it's one where you can give up a little bit here and a little bit there, okay, fine. That'd be, if they're looking to move him, he would obviously make the Knicks much better in the short term, but it's not, he is not the guy that I'm going all in on. So if the deal has to be an all-in kind of thing, uh, that, that's one I'll, I'll also pass on. The other thing that's come up this week was about the reports of that audio uh, with the confrontation that Obi Toppin had with Tibbs. And I know I'm deaf. If anyone can make out what anybody is saying on that thing without subtitles, God bless you. I, I thought they were in the submarine. I-, I-, I couldn't understand a single thing that was being said until somebody finally put some, some subtitles on there. Um, I, th- I think that even if he's not uh, traded here, obviously he wasn't traded at the draft, which was floated out there. I would think that at some point it would make sense for the Knicks to investigate what they could get for Obi Toppin because it was the, it was the wrong pick. They, they botched the pick at the time, and it doesn't seem like maybe uh, they can get into the season and finally have a change of heart and give this guy some real run, but it seems like as long as Randall is here, Obi is always going to be a guy that 12 to, to 15 minutes is never going to be the opportunity that he has been looking for and, and kind of deserves at this point. I mean, this is going to be year four of his career, uh, and he's never really gotten that serious run. So if it's almost like a, a Cam Reddish situation where you're not getting anything out of him. If you can get something for him, it would make sense to do that. The Knicks have kind of painted themselves in a the corner here because it doesn't seem like there's a clear change in the game plan moving forward. Uh, and it, it doesn't seem like that they're ever going to be moving off of Julius Randle. That much is clear. But 
if you're not going to do that, then what do you really have Obi Toppin doing? It seems like a, a, a player that would have more value someplace else. And if Obi Toppin is ever going to have the career of, the, you know, live his best life somewhere, it's going to be somewhere else. So I think it would make sense for the Knicks to investigate what they could actually get for him and, and to make that deal because it, it, he does not have nearly as much value here as it looks like he would have someplace else. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we'll take your Nick calls as we take you up until 6.30. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. ESPN. Uh, Dwayne is in Virginia. Dwayne, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, Gordon. How you doing? I'm good, Dwayne. What's going on? Um, I don't. I don't think Zion would be a good move for the Knicks. Um, he's injured a lot. He's only going to give you 30, 40 games a year. Um, you really can't have him on the court with Julius Randle, and Julius Randle plays at least. You know what I mean? He's going to give you 25 and 10. Um, I. So I wouldn't want to move to Zion at all. Um, I wish Lillard was available, but then it's a matter of fitting in with, uh, with Brunson as well. So there's a lot there. Yeah. Yeah, no question. I mean, I, it seems like uh, it's been a decade of hearing about Dame Lillard possibly getting traded, and even now it doesn't seem like it's a guarantee. And it doesn't really feel like that's a fit for the Knicks because of Brunson. I mean, look, if you can get Dame Lillard, you'll you figure it out later. Uh, and the same, kind of the same thing with Zion. Well, if, if Zion could ever show you that he could stay healthy or you had some knowledge that, okay, we're going to do this and it's going to keep him on the court for, for 65 games a year in the playoffs, you move heaven and earth. You move Julius Randle. You move anything else to get him because when he does play, he has shown to be uh, one of the true talents, one of the true superstars in the league. But that's the kind of deal. If you're making that kind of deal, you're risking your job. If you're Leon Rose, you are risking your job on that kind of move. And I just don't think that, that uh, Zion is, is reliable enough to do that. Uh, I mean, again, he, he played 24 games as a rookie. The second year, he played 61 games. So you think, okay, moving in the right direction. And then missed the following season, the entire year because of the foot. And then only played 29 games this year. And... Unlike other guys where, okay, it's, it's one thing. With Zion, it's a bunch of things. And it just doesn't seem like he is ever – how would you bet that, that, oh, yeah, a guy who's averaged, what, 30 games a season is going to come here and is going to be reliable? I, I understand nobody plays 82 games anymore, but I need more than 30 games a season if I'm going to risk that. And, and again, he is – of all the talents that are mentioned – as possibilities for the Knicks this offseason. He would probably be the number one guy, but unfortunately he is the least reliable of those guys. I'd rather have, in terms of just strict talent, if I knew he was going to play, I'd rather have him than Carl Anthony Towns or Paul George or, or, or even Dame Lillard because of Lillard's age. Zion is still, is still young, but even at 22 or 23, he has not been able to stay healthy. And with his body, is that going to change? I mean, four years is a pretty good sample size of an NBA career. And if you can't stay healthy for four years, how would anybody anywhere be willing to risk, again, basically their job? Because that one, with his contract, he signed for the next, what, four years at huge money. You're essentially tying your organization to Zion Williamson. 
And if he is only going to play the, the 30, 35, 40 games half the time, that's a move that could very well sink the entire organization. And so you're, you're risking your job by going out on that limb. And I don't think that that's one that I would be going out on. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, more your phone calls. We'll check in on the Yankees and Mets. Some football stuff as well as we take you up till 630. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM. ESPN, New York. Still clinging. Just don't give up any runs. The, the game plan for the Yankees is simple. Scratch across a run somehow and then have your pitchers deliver nine shutout innings. That's, that's all you have to do. I don't understand why it's uh, so difficult to uh, comprehend that. And so far today, Luis Severino has actually done that so well that his uh, season ERA is almost, almost below five. So that's, that's moving in the right direction. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Talking some Knicks, talking moves, talking about the uh, possibility of the offseason. What's the superstar that the Knicks are going to go after? I don't know, just looking around and, and, and kind of reading the tea leaves, it feels like that there's, there's not going to be a big move this offseason. They might make a move here or there. I'm sure every team makes a move here or there. But with Leon Rose, the conversation so often has been, when are the Knicks going to go out and get that super? Who is that superstar? When are they going to go get that superstar? And to me, the fact of the success that the Knicks had this past season allows them more room to operate, allows Leon Rose longer to wait for the right deal to uh, come about. And I got to be honest, the names that you've heard so far, there's not been one that I'd say, oh, yes, that's absolutely the guy you have to put all the chips in the center of the table for. But want to hear from you. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Go back to the phones. Go to Eddie in Queens. Eddie, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, Gordon. How are you, man? Thanks for taking my call. What's going on? I want to make a comment about Zion. Um, Get your thoughts on something. Um, I don't know if I'm kind of overthinking this or him, but, uh, you know, Obviously, the upside is there, a lot to like there, um, a lot not to like about his injury history. But um, I don't know. I mean, he just he, he strikes me as a guy that has sort of misplayed his NBA career. Um, you know, the weight is continues to be an issue. Um, you know, the playing game where he sat out. Um, I don't know. It just, it, it just doesn't strike me as a guy, or he doesn't strike me as a guy that has that killer instinct to be a superstar um he's had a lot of hype basically you know his whole sort of prep career and everything and um i don't know i just don't see that getting better so again a lot to like about his upside but uh he just seems like someone that i don't know is is, doesn't seem to be committed to even staying in shape so i don't know if i'm overthinking that or being harsh but Curious your thoughts on that. Yeah, no, Eddie, I, I think you're right. And it's almost, uh, and thanks for the phone call, it's almost to steal a line from uh, the, the TV show Succession. You are not serious people. It, it, it kind of gives you that, that, that impression with Zion that he's not a serious person, that he is not taking his career seriously enough. Now, look, inj- injuries do happen. Um, so uh, you can't crush him if he is, is legitimately hurt. But that doesn't mean I have to jump and, and make a trade for him either. And a four-year four-year span of injuries, that um, th- that that is not a small sample size, and it's not like he's had one or two. Th- it's been a, a variety of things. And why would I think that that's not going to continue to be the case? 
And of all the guys that are meant, you know, some of the guys that have been mentioned for the Knicks, I've said no to, but I think a lot of those teams, like clearly with Beal, they were just trying to move on from the player and get what they could back because of the contract. Or if, or if Carl uh, Anthony Towns was available, they would be looking to just move off that horrendously bad contract because it's a bad fit there now with the group that they have. With Zion, you would be paying top of the market. Uh, the fact he, the fact that he has been this hurt for this long and still does not seem like he is available that the that the pelicans are still hoping that eventually things get to a point where he can get on the court consistently and and the money that he has been uh, given uh, in terms of the contract i mean he's basically making like 40 million dollars a season for the next 5 years that is that is saying if you're an organization trading for that guy, we are in with we are jumping in with both feet, and with Zion, a lot of the injuries so far, I, I don't see how you could ever rely on somebody who has been this historically unreliable, uh, and that's just not that's not even taking all the off. I don't know if it, the, the caller was alluding to some of the off the court stuff, kind of makes you feel also that he's not taking this seriously enough. Now, I know that there has been in the past some, some because of it's New Orleans and guys have begged their way out of New Orleans in the past. It seems like players don't want to play in New Orleans, that maybe there's this impression that part of Zion missing this time is that he is not content playing there and that that's kind of part of it, that that, that missing this much time is 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 his way of kind of forcing his way out the door. I don't know if that's true or not. But that, that's not exactly a great look either. He, he, this is the guy that you think is going to be the, the franchise player for whoever he is playing for. And what happens if he comes to whatever team, say the Knicks, and things don't go according to plan? Is, is he going to have those same kind of feelings? Oh, you know, I don't want to be here now either. Yeah, I, I, of all the people, he is the most talented name that has been mentioned or floated out there. And it's been mentioned a ton ever since his time at Duke that it seemed like that would be a possibility. But I, I just don't see how that's a guy that you can well, – and I mean, I don't know how long he's going to be here as the head coach. You hear some Nick fans talk about Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> and it's like, oh, we got to get this guy out the door right now. Could you imagine Tom Thibodeau having to deal with Zion Williamson? All of a sudden after the, 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 the season, there would be audio of Tibbs having a problem with Zion. Uh, wouldn't be Obi Toppin this time. Nick fans that are of the belief, and I've seen this a lot of Nick fans about oh, they have to move on from Tibbs. They've missed their opportunity to move on from Tibbs. Guys, come back to me. Where, where do you think you are? Where, what organization do you think that you're rooting for? It seems pretty clear that when Leon Rose took over, it was an organization in the wilderness. They have, been they have been as lost as you could be. And they come in, and their first goal was to establish some stability. That's why they went the route that they did. That first move to hire the coach told you the direction that they were going in. And that direction was, hey, we're going to put something in place where we cut. A lot of teams talk about it. We're going to try to win now while building for the future and by winning now, that will give us some time to be able to wait out the right trade. We're not going to be a laughing stock. We're not going to tear it down. We're not going to tank. We're not going to lose games intentionally. We're not going to be at the bottom of the league. We're going to try to win as much as we can with the group that we have, develop what we have, and continue to look on free agency 
or available trades to improve the team in the long run. So they hire Tom Thibodeau, who has got his the reputation and the resume is well established, right? He comes in, has success immediately, and then over time, that does seem to fade. Or at least that has happened in the two stops that he's made as a head coach. But when you're the Knicks and you bring in a coach and you take the team to the playoffs in year one, and you take the team to the playoffs in year three, and you've only been here three years, and you win a playoff series, to think that the Knicks, who again, as an organization, are looking to build credibility and stability, that you're now going to be looking at potential different head coaches for this group when you've just come off the most successful season you've had in a decade. And the greater, more so than winning a championship or deep playoff runs, I think the Knicks are looking to not be the laughing stock that they have been in years past. To think that they would be moving away from a coach who has brought them to this level, I think is just absolute delusion. The Knicks are we're never going to do that. So if you're a Knicks fan who can't enjoy with where the team is at because you think the coach is going to eventually wear that, that's possible. It's possible that the, the one thing that the Knicks have not shown here in the three years that they've been here, this regime, is any level of consistency. Year one playoffs, year two step back, year three playoffs. I don't know. It's possible this year it's another step back. And if it is, I would think that changing the coach at that point is a good possibility. But for the Knicks fans who think that they should, be, they should have been already looking at potential head coaches this offseason because some good head coaches were available, when the guy you've got has gotten... There's no magic... Like, who do you think is out there that is going to take this group and get that much? You think that there's a coach out there that would have gotten you past the Miami Heat this year? You think it would have gotten to the Eastern Conference Finals this year or the NBA Finals this year? If it, it was a problem of coaching? I, I think you're being delusional. I think you're being delusional. And that would not be the first time Nick fans have been accused of that. It's not the first time that Nick fans would be uh, looked at as saying that they have a too lofty view of their own organization, which is kind of crazy considering where the organization has been before Tibbs and Leon Rose came on board. They have established at least something, something far more than the previous regimes have. Now, again, if you go into this year, we saw that in year two. There were plenty of whisper. Oh, is, is Tibbs already wearing thin? Is it time to start? Look, you already heard that in year two when they didn't make the playoffs. And to me, that was much more of a function of the front office's failures than the coach's failures. But now that you have had at least some level of stability and success, there's no chance that the Knicks are going to be looking for a new head coach this offseason. So if you're one of those Knicks fans that is so heart set on seeing Tibbs out or seeing a different coach or because you think that there's only a certain ceiling. Trust me, the Knicks are, are all on board on that ceiling right now. All on board. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we will uh, take a look at the baseball. Can the Yankees make it work? Their path to victory. One run and nine shutout innings. That's all they have to do. We'll take a look at uh, the Yankees. 